before today's episode of Fringe and Feather, we want to encourage you to get out there and move your bodies while listening to this because it's about dance. Talk about the YMCA. <laughs> Fringe and the Feather, where we talk about it all. It's time. It's time. Yes. Uh, So I meant to say this before we started recording, but it actually works really well. Since we were recording, I said that I was was at dance last night and I didn't, um, we got to dance to Britney Spears last night. So I was feeling, I was feeling my high school Britney self, like back in the day, dancing to Britney Spears. So yeah. Nice. That's a good, that's a good intro because... We're gonna talk about dance. Let's talk about sex, baby. Oh, wait, no, oh, that's, that's a different not. episode. <laughs> that, oh, we should probably put that down. We can put that down as a category. I don't know that I'm ready to even talk about. I don't know. I don't know that I'll be ready to talk about that. But that's something to think about. Hi Hello. everyone. Did you miss us? Dance and sex. It's basically the same because dance is like. Oh yeah. Dance is like having sex with the air. Having sex with the air. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> See, I was gonna the go floor? with like it's sex, but with oh. music, and you went with yeah, sex you're, with like, the air. And I was gonna say sex with the floor, but like not everything in dance is on the floor, so <laughs> that's where we're at. Oh, well, that is the best beginning yep. to this episode yep. I could ever ask. We don't. For. If anybody ever, if anybody ever thinks that we're actually like, preparing our intros, they're not preparing. <laughs> this is happening. For real. Oh, that's good. That's so. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that we don't prep for these, and I was like, we do prep. No, for we these. don't like we prep. Just, like you're right, the, we don't yeah, prep no, the intros. Not at all. Um, yeah. So there we go. Um, so in to keep us on track, we kind of in a in an informal series <laughs> of things that we both really like. Um, last week. Well, we actually, that's not true. I keep timing these and I don't actually know when half these things are going to come out. So K- K-pop, we talked about K-pop, um, which is something that Shanae is super passionate about yep. and she knows so much about. And this time we are going to talk about dance, which is <laughs> my jam. So yes, it's kind of exciting. I'm very excited for this one. I mean, to be honest, I'm excited for all of them. Let's be this the nerdiest yeah. thing I could possibly say, but it's true. You just kind of like you we like you like one up us like our you one upped yourself. You're like, I like these podcasts or you're like, I like this episode. I like all the episodes, but you just did it. To uh, it's like I'm like a little kid where they just like, Oh my god, have you ever seen that girl the video of that little girl? She's like three or four. She's like, I love my mom, I love my dad, I love my dog, I love a house. Like that's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about dance. We're going to talk about dance. Um, yeah. And not just like, not just dancing when nobody's watching. Because I, I I do that. And I also dance. Dance. We should like, all do that. It's That's so true. Everybody should be moving more often. I'm very passionate about that. I so. agree. Yes. Um, yeah. Dancing. I'm kind of dancing. I da- I'm dancing right now. I dance when I'm like. Are you chair dancing? A little bit. I chair dance a lot or I like. I do too. When I'm at my desk and I'm doing something, sometimes I'll do like a little bit of a finger wag because that makes me feel comfortable. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I'm always moving, always moving. So yeah. Uh, okay. What were you going to say? Walk, walk us through what? 
Well, you obviously have a very long storied history with dance. Mm-hmm. So, like, how long have you actually been dancing for? I have been dancing for, I think, technically now over 30 years. I was trying to figure it out, but I think I think I can now say over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's a really long time. So, dancing in and out of different studios. Um, dance. I know what you mean, but the way that you phrased that was like you kind of dance in and then dance immediately <laughs> back out again. <laughs> just moonwalk, moonwalk just in and out. Shimmy, of, shimmy. Shimmy, of shimmy. And then out the yes. door. Yeah. So I danced when I was, I think I, I've been dancing since I was three. Yeah. So that's over 30 years, right? I don't hey. know math. Um, yeah. That's and awesome. And it started because um, when I was a kid, there was this show called The Lawrence Welk Show. Uh, it was on, yeah, it was on PBS. Okay. Y'all have to Google it. I don't know even if you can Google it. Like it's ancient. Um, and when my is it bad that the only reason I know that is because they did an SNL skit of it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that with the girl with the tiny hands? Yes. <laughs> oh, get out! Oh, wow, that was yours too. S. Yes. Oh wait, no, you can totally Google the Lawrence Welk show. Okay. So the Lawrence Welk show, according to Google, was on from 1955 till 1982. So we were obviously watching reruns um, and it was on PBS. And uh, my my grandma and grandpa used to come over for dinner on the weekends. And after dinner, we'd put on the Lawrence Welk show and I would like mimic every single dance on that show from like tap to Eric losing my mind. And so my mom was like, well, maybe we should just put her in dance. And then it just... I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped at all. I played sports. Parenting decision of the decade. For real. I played sports growing up, but like nothing. And I like did piano and everything, but I I always, always, always wanted to dance. So yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. I often still, well, we can get into that. I sometimes wonder, like, when do I stop? But we'll get into my obsession with dancing into elderhood in a bit. Yeah. Yes. Ah. Have you always been doing the same style? Uh, of dance? Nope. Nope. Because when you start dance, and I don't know if this is the same now in studios, but like every dancers from my generation will remember this. When you started a studio, you had to do tap and ballet. And I think you had to do that for, yeah, yep. you had to do that for like a couple of years or something. I don't even know. I'm terrible at both. Um, I don't actually know if I'm terrible at both. I just didn't like <laughs> either of them. Uh, and I've, I've never gone back. Like, I know that I've, I've had people try to force me into ballet classes to like get the technique. Um, and I've done point, but I just cannot, I don't resonate at all. Uh, I did jazz for a long time because that was all that was offered back in the day. And then they went and they started getting lyrical mm-hmm. and I really resonated with lyrical and then eventually moved into like contemporary dance, which I'm sure they all have like really, you know, clear differentiation, but for, I just know that, I went from that. Yeah. I've done hip hop. I'm really bad. Oh my God. I wish we, <laughs> nobody, I don't know if anybody will ever see it, but um, Mike, who uh, owns the studio that I currently dance at, has a video of me doing hip hop in a class. Cause we, <gasps> and it's like, so, it's so bad. I'm oh, so I'm going to get that video. I'm, I'm so... going to get that video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so white. I'm just really white. <laughs> I just don't have, I think because I'm so used to keeping my back straight from other dance and I'm, I'm not the most like hippie dancer. Like I don't know, really quite know how to utilize my curves, A, because they're non-existent, B, because it's just not how I'm, I dance. Like I don't, 
dance. It's not the style of movement that you're used no, to. No, not at all. I remember uh, I was talking to a friend over Christmas and she was like, oh, when I dance, I always revert to like sexy dancing. And I'm like, if I was dancing in a studio and we were supposed to do like improv, I'm like, how can I be the most like golem from Lord of the Rings. Like I'm totally, I like, I'm like on the ground, like, like poking at the ground, like scratching at the ground or something. Like it's just getting really weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So I've done all different styles of dance. <laughs> I've even done, I've even tried, I've even tried break dancing. Whoa. I'm not very good at break dancing. I'm pro- probably cause I'm scared, but um, I have tried break dancing. Um, I've done capoeira, mm-hmm. which is a Brazilian style of fighting dancing, which is beautiful. Um, so I've had a little bit of experience in that. Oh, I've done ballroom dancing. I've Ooh. done like, um, uh, yeah, I've done Latin ballroom dancing. Yeah. Um, swing dancing. I've done that, but yeah, my main style right now is contemporary dance. That's cool. I mean, I love this topic because it's one of the only things that we actually do have in common. <laughs> uh, I danced when I was a kid. Uh, for a while i mean i did the same like that's why i was saying yup not because i'm a know-it-all although i am but when jess was talking about the studios at the beginning like that's what they start you out as a kid so like my sister and i both dance my sister and i or my sister sorry um danced a lot longer than i did Aww. and still dances now um i think her her specialty is hip-hop but she did no she was doing hip-hop for a while but we've both done like the mm-hmm. you start out in jazz um tap and ballet and then the jazz i was in jazz for a long time and that was not my favorite mm-hmm. i'm not entirely sure why i stuck with it for so long tap as well like i was okay at it but i don't really every now and then though i still can uh, catch myself doing like a, a shuffle ball change like, oh, <laughs> doing something it. but I love it. Um, Definitely, I would say, like, I don't dance anymore, and I don't think I have since I was, like, 15, Aww. 16, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, I say that as, like, I don't dance uh, officially is not the right word. Right. Like, I uh, haven't taken a class in a really long time. I'm not part of a studio and haven't been for a long time. Mm. But uh, definitely hip-hop is what I grad- uh, grad- not graduate to. What is the word I'm looking gravitate. for? Gravitate. Gravitate. Yeah. There we yes. go. Okay. Oh, Lord. Yep. Gravitate to you. Um, the thing of what you were saying about, like, you go Gollum, like, I'd probably, <laughs> I'm sure there'd be some booty pops. Guys, I don't me. know how to, I don't know how to do that. Definitely. I don't even know how to do booty pops at all, but I can make people cry. <laughs> with my, yes, with my you can. I saw a performance <laughs> and sobbed. <laughs> Dear God. But yeah, I I did like last night when the Britney came out. Um, that was interesting because I haven't danced like that in a long time. Um, Which song was it? In the Zone. I want to get in the zone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. Although, ja- okay, so that was jazz funk. So I am I I feel okay in jazz funk. Like I can do jazz funk, no problem. I don't I don't know that I know what that is. I so someone's somebody's probably more equipped better equipped to define it than I am jazz funk is a little bit like uh I don't know I think I almost want to say it's like Britney like it's like more modern you know how like jazz is always like um pot de bourre, uh you know pirouette with those perfect arms and your your hands are like you know all your fingers are stuck together and you got that perfect like that kind of old school like the jazz that you'd see jazz funk I feel like is more of a current jazz where you're seeing something like a Britney Spears or a whatever who else is dancing on stage um 
Oh, it's that like really dramatic but really sharp hits. Yeah, right? it used like, to, like jazz used to be that way, but jazz funk is a little bit more like sexy and like not as um not as sharp. It's like it's it's like a music oh, video. Okay. It's like music video dancing almost. That's not actually probably how you define it, ah, but okay. that's how I see it. Is like jazz is very um um I don't know like, I don't know why I keep wanting to say fussy, uh but it's not. Uh, <laughs> It's more like what's literally going through my head right now is like, you know how uh, choreographers, like anyone who's teaching a class, they all have their own sounds that they make. Yeah. Like when they count out the yeah. beats, like in my head, I'm like, jazz is like, yet ta ta, yet ta ta. And jazz funk is like, like <laughs> in my head, I'm like, yep, oh that makes God. total yeah. sense. No, it's so true though. I think because <laughs> like jazz funk is more, it's like, it's like sexier. It's like, it's like more sensual. And I think jazz, like when I watched jazz numbers, uh, competitions as a kid, it was like, I don't know, like the music man or something. I have no idea. I'm going down a rabbit hole, but like jazz, jazz funk oh, is yeah. like, if you- any performance has like cats yeah like like like, like, i don't know you could go through all of chicago and that would be jazz yeah but then like jazz funk is like j-lo or something like that yeah so yeah j-lo britney i don't know Mm -hmm. christina all i don't know christina really danced that much but yeah so that was last night and that was um that's cool yeah that was it was really fun i haven't done jazz funk in a lot of years so usually my dance classes are um I, I do a lot of weird improv or <laughs> or like stop calling it weird it is a little weird although I have you know shout out to one of my most favorite dancers in my city uh Dana she did once call my improv genius and I wrote that down on my phone which probably just adds to my general creepiness because I why I'm kind of a stalker to her and I've expressed that to her many times but I think we mutually stalk each other actually no I can't say that I don't think Dana cares about what I do Jesus Christ, Jess. She gave you a compliment. That's not weird. I know. No, it was so nice because I love, uh, she's one of my favorite dancers here. I'm very lucky that I get to dance with a lot of my favorite dancers in London. Super fun. But doesn't the the style of dancing that you do, the contemporary, I like jazz funk, I feel like is more fun. It's less intense, less serious, maybe, would you say, than some of the contemporary stuff? And I mean that from like an emotional yes. perspective. Yeah, jazz funk is just yeah it's just fun it's britney bitch (laughs) (laughs) she said the thing she said the thing yeah it is it's more um i don't think you attach much of a story to jazz funk Uh, i'm sure you could attach a story but i think for me when you go into a class and you're doing a piece of choreography for a jazz funk song you don't have to tap into something maybe that you've experienced in order to (laughs) bring out emotion in what you're doing you just have to bring out your your inner um uh like diva. That's all. Yes. And you better work, bitch. Um is the <laughs> is the contemporary dancing um is every piece kind of that emotionally charged or are there some that are lighter? Or- um, I'm trying to think. I know that uh another person that I've danced with in the city I've done um her name's Charday and she's she's done like I remember doing a class with her and she did like a celebratory, almost like a really happy kind of contemporary dance. I struggled with it so hard. Uh because really? I'm not yeah, because it's so much easier to dance from a place of like darkness or like emotion than it was to dance from a place of um like smiling when I dance. It feels very weird to smile when I dance. Uh feels more 
disingenuous than it does to be sad when I do contemporary pieces. So I found that really challenging. And I, mm. I so appreciated that piece from her because, um, A, I think it reflected her really well because she is she seems like a really light person, but also B, because it's just it's very out of what I'm most comfortable with, which is funny because most people when they meet me think that I'm very light. Uh, but I don't like to explore that when I'm dancing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to play more um with movement and not make it so based on like emotional stories it gets exhausting if you're like bleeding all the time on stage well yeah but i was not literally but. <laughs> emotionally uh i was gonna ask though do you maybe think the one that was happy was tiring because you had to be happy on command like through repetition like not just for the performances but also practices um yeah so this was just in a class so even just doing a one minute okay. one minute piece but it was like i think that's a good point is because it's like oh yeah you know this piece is supposed to be like more light more airy and you're just kind of you're like oh oh okay yeah sure okay i'm gonna like i i want to yeah it does feel like that's a, i like the way you said that to say on command because yeah it does that sometimes will feel I think it resonates back to like competitive dancing where you had to smile all the time. And so you feel a little bit mm -hmm. like, Oh, is this like this? Am I just smiling? Cause I want, I have to smile. It's part of the piece or am I actually really enjoying this? So yeah, that's interesting. Well, and I also wonder to take an aside, which we can get into a little bit later as well, but um, the timing of it, I'm also wondering too, like the classes that I know of, obviously, like as we're in, getting to adulthood getting to <laughs> jesus christ we're in adulthood i mean like when we were younger yeah. but not teenagers is what i'm getting at a lot of classes happen like either weekends or like nighttime mm -hmm. right so i mean we even see you know she's saying to you when you uh like this is a happy piece and you know you have to do it in this class but the timing of the class and then i was even thinking about you know like sometimes when we get together to record like we always have a good time and we really enjoy these but it's sometimes hard to just shake the day yeah um because we record at night mm -hmm. so i wonder like i'm sure there's a lot of factors but i find that really interesting of like i definitely get what you mean about it being easier mm -hmm. maybe to work through or dance through a heavier emotion rather than a happier one and i wonder how that kind of affects maybe the majority of pieces that kind of come out uh yeah, uh, we usually dance in the evening, so it can be uh, like it's like you're bringing the day. Um, sometimes it's hard to shake your day, uh, even if you had a good day. But yeah, yeah. Something that so we're talking about dance and emotions. If anything, mm, for me moving forward in my dance career, uh, emotions play a factor. But I'm almost more attracted to the movement itself and exploring movement because I've had quite a few years of like like I said, bleeding on stage and bleeding out a story for the sake, to, for the sake of connecting emotion to the dance. And uh, I had, we had two um, instructors once uh, who are amazing, Stephanie and Alistair, and they helped us explore this idea of going to the edge of your emotions and not fully embodying them because it can be really unsafe if you fully embody emotions on stage as much as you think that you'd want to, because that's uh, part of the piece you don't because you can it can get very unhealthy so uh they had us play with this idea of getting to the edge of your emotion and um seeing it as more of a play thing and to explore so that's really helped me now when i approach pieces is to take the piece um play with the emotion that the piece is supposed to be about but also to be able to leave that there when i leave the studio um so yeah that's kind of something that i'd like 
to think about moving forward is that it's not necessarily about, you know, here's my whole life story. And then you just kind of like on the stage because it can be, it's raining. Well, yeah. And do you like, that's, that's an interesting, I'm trying to like think my way through the not embodying it, but I think like, I think I'm there, but do you find that any of that um, any of the things you kind of worked on or danced around, that's not the right word, but danced through or any of the pieces, like, do you find anything <laughs> uh, you've been able to take outside of dance? Like, has anything kind of helped you the reverse? Mm, yeah, I think for the times that I did have to give it all on stage, um, that probably my grandma passing away years ago and being able to dance to a piece uh call it was called the song was medicine by the band daughter and i still can't listen to that song without crying so that was so helpful for a multitude of reasons yeah my grandma's death and just a really dark season so in that sense i think the dance was really important as an outlet for that um and then just on the practical side (laughs) dance helps outside of my life because uh being in front of crowds isn't very scary and also flexibility will save your life i i don't know if that's Yes, I do actually think that. I think stretching saves lives. I think stretching changes lives. So <laughs> that's been a big part no, of No, I'm too. fully on board with that. Yeah. And I, I also think dance has helped with um, just being a little bit more present in my body as I'm moving up in age. So I'm in my early 30s and having danced for so long, I feel like I'm pretty in tune with when things are off or when I need to move my body a little bit more when I need to stretch or when I need rest. Um, I try to be aware of that. So that's been, that's been helpful. And I think that Mm -hmm. continuing to move into getting older is going to be really vital. And I'm very excited about that. That's something that I'm super obsessed with. And anytime people send me videos of older people dancing, I'm very emotional about it. I think it's, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. And do you mean that like, um, cause obviously there's a difference between like just, you know, bopping along mm-hmm. and like actually going through a piece, like kind of what, what is so important to you about like moving as you like, and I mean, doing a class more type of thing as you get older. Mm-hmm. Well, I always, what I told some of my workshop participants, uh, I'm doing a workshop with some folks who have either minimal, um, dance experience or no dance experience at all. Uh, is that I think that dance is a form of resistance in today's society. So we're frequently told how to move in spaces, uh, whether it's being told how to move as a woman through spaces or as a person of color or as a female who's a person of color, as a trans person, um, as a plus size person, as a skinny person, whatever. I think that there's societal expectations on us on how we're supposed to move, whether that's through dance or even not dancing, the way we speak, uh, the way we hold ourselves. So I think movement in general is uh, a form of resistance. So as you get older, you know, I think there's this expectation that you're going to slow down or maybe you're not as creative. And I think that if anything, those are the times that you get to tell your richest stories. So I think by continuing to move, it's a really, it's kind of a reversal of what society's expectations are on you. And allows your brain to keep moving. Like you still have something to say as you get older. Well, yeah. I mean, I would I would think yeah. you have more to say as you get older. Like I always think about that too when I think about like people my grandmother's age. My grandmother's 90 and she's the only one I've got left. And uh, she doesn't like to talk about her past because mm-hmm. it was very painful. But 
you know, I just kind of think about all of the stuff that she's lived mm-hmm. through that we have no idea about. And then just kind of assuming that people don't want to hear it or forget about it or whatever it may be. But I mean, I really like the idea of the form of resistance. I had never thought of it like that. But I definitely agree that there's a lot of rules around how we all individually occupy space. And it seems like there's a lot of parameters around how we're allowed to interact with other people and what we're supposed to do. We kind of covered that in the fashion episode as well about like, you know, gender expectations or things like that. So I definitely I like the idea of dance as that kind of resistance, because it's just like, it doesn't matter what I do or who I am, but whatever I'm going to, whatever I'm feeling right now is what I'm going to do, which Mm. I really like, because I feel like it puts you in tune with that. But further to that point, I actually, the part you said, you know, where people say they're not creative, and that's always been a big sticking point with me in terms of anything, because, and I think you could probably tie it back to that, that parameter thing, but I feel like people Mm -hmm. say that all the time. They're like, oh, I'm not creative, or I don't dance, or like, People that say that they don't dance, to be honest, they frustrate me because a lot of times, like, there's one thing if you don't dance because, you know, is does it pain you or you hate it? But the people who say they can't dance uh, or they say they don't dance because they can't dance, like, I always have maintained this throughout uh, my life and it definitely with respect to Mm -hmm. dating in that Mm -hmm. I will always give you points Mm -hmm. if you'll try. I don't care how bad you are, but if you will get up, because I love to dance. Like my sister and I are, are, is my sister's my designated uh, wedding plus one right now and uh, has been for a number of years. And we always like Mm -hmm. my whole family loves to dance. We're always out on the dance floor. A lot of times we like to start the dance floor at weddings because like I cannot count how many dance floors, like how many (laughs) weddings I've danced at where, You know, there's like four people on the floor and half the, that half the time it's my family yeah. <laughs> and nobody else. But yeah, I'll always give you credit if you get up and try. Like, I don't care if you two step. I don't care if you're like you make something up. I don't care. It's just for me, it's more of a if you can dance like that and you don't care how you look, that is a freedom in itself. And that's what's important to me. Like, I'm no, not no. expecting and I definitely am not the type like I'm not going to be pulling some like YouTube dance choreo in the middle of the dance floor unless it's like cotton eye joe or something equally white like yes Yes. right because white people play that at every single wedding oh my god white people love that i mean i'm not a huge fan of the ymca but you're damn right i know the steps like (laughs) there's just so many the macarena like white people love that shit so (laughs) you know there's a lot of like built-in dances because we need the assistance but like the casper slide and like the wobble and stuff like that like i love those dances so but yeah like for me it's it's all about not caring like what people think like just get up there and have fun like i don't know why so many people close themselves off to that yeah i know it's 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 funny because um you know there's there's people who are afraid of public speaking and there's whatever there's lots of different um standing in front of people and doing stuff fears but some of the most uh you know strong and accomplished people i know the idea of getting up and dancing somewhere is like terrifying to them um and it makes me really sad because Mm. i think that yeah, people are just afraid to look stupid. And I don't know what it is about dance that makes them feel even more vulnerable. Maybe it's because it is fully embodying your body. And it's not just like public speaking, you can really prepare. And you can really um, kind of really work on your fears about it. But it's either like, you dance or you don't dance. And there's not you either have rhythm or you don't have rhythm. And the people who are worried that they don't have rhythm don't want to dance. And it really doesn't matter either way, you can not have rhythm and still move. I don't know. 
yeah but it's there's, there's something about dance that really freaks people out um I've noticed makes people very uncomfortable well yeah I think I mean that's kind of we were talking about this before we started recording but like how we like I think in my head too the way that you say you know there's like I feel like people view it as people who have training and people who have do- who don't yes yeah. and like when you're mentioning public speaking you're right like you can practice and you eventually will improve whereas with dancing like if you don't I wish I don't agree with this but to go with this theory you know if you don't go to classes or whatever you won't improve so like why would you do it because then you look stupid because you're not prepared like I don't agree with that at all but I mean mm-hmm. I, I agree with you but I think that's also because it's something that brings both of us a lot of joy. I think it brings us both a lot of joy in different ways, but I think it does. It's super important to both of us. So I, I definitely agree with you that I find it hard to not understand why people don't find joy in the thing that brings us joy. Hmm. Yeah. I think maybe they just haven't had the encouragement. I don't know. It's so I'm not, fun though. Like oh. I know. I'm. I'm thinking about like past uh, high school dances and just. Even even dance classes with people who are like quote unquote trained dancers, uh, it's interesting that even trying certain other dances that they're not used to can bring on those feelings of like I don't want to look stupid. It's a big fear of like not wanting to look stupid, um, and it's like you can you can better control not looking stupid when you are doing something that's work related. Or I wonder. I'm I'm just getting back to like. I wonder if it is because it's about bodies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like moving your body in a way that isn't pedestrian or just sitting at your desk or sitting on the bus or it's like you're moving your body in a way that's not necessarily natural to your everyday movement. I had a noodle on that for a minute. Yeah. Because to take it a step further, I almost wonder if it's not just about bodies, it's about being distinctly Mm. aware of your own body and where it occupies space Mm -hmm. because it's all about movement, right? So it's like you have to figure out how much room do I take up on the floor in order that when I step to the side mm. to do this, I'm not going to smack into somebody. Like you have to be immediately aware of your body. And I wonder if that's an uncomfortable thing for people. Yeah. Yeah. In ways that you're not. You, yeah. Because you just go through life and you like sit down on the couch or you like sit down to eat dinner. Or you're walking the same route that you always go and you don't really think about it. Yeah. That is really interesting. I think uh, that's the only thing I would say to that would be uh, I th- I'm sure it's different for people like we're thinking about that as like able-bodied people, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sure it's the way that your body occupies space, I think might be different for people of different conditions mm-hmm. maybe, but. No, I think that, that, that's a good, that's a good point too. Um, I actually just posted it about uh, a dance company of um, women in wheelchairs and dance in that space is obviously very different, but I'd have to, I need to understand that more. And I'm not someone who can speak to that because I am able, able-bodied or, I uh, don't know what the correct term is, but yeah, it is. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you move through space normally, quote unquote normally, and then versus when you're dancing, it's it's out of that realm, out of that box of of the day to day. Yeah, that's stuff that I'm going to be definitely exploring this year in workshops because I think that I'm interested to hear from people who don't have dance experience because this has been my life for so long. So. It makes it makes more sense to me, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. interested in hearing from people who, you know, why it doesn't make them so nervous to to move around and to to dance and to move in a different way. Do you have an aspect of the workshops that you do that kind of goes over that, or like what is the structure of the workshops that you do? Uh, we talk a lot about just movement and being conscious of movement, and uh, I think it's like the intention of the movement and the motivation of your movement. So, yeah, getting more present in embodying 
yourself and your arms and your bones and your legs and your stomach and your chest and uh, thinking about that when you move instead of just moving on autopilot, which I think is what I'm meaning by when we're moving through our natural day to day is we're almost on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So just being more conscious of those movements because when you can do those movements with intention, that's when it almost like becomes dance because sometimes you can just like even be paused either on stage or in a piece. And if you're paused with like intention and you're standing with intention, those are moments that I sometimes find have even more of an impact than if you're doing like a million tricks and potes and all that. And then you have like, did you say that you have a a, a, a large age range in your workshops? I can't remember if you told um, me Yeah, I accept everybody over 18. And so I do have a couple of folks. Um, I think they're uh, ages maybe late 20s to um, over 60 for my first workshop, which mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited about. Mainly because I think that they're all going to learn from each other and I'm going to learn from them. So especially those who are older than me. I haven't danced with people who are older than me in a long time. When I was a teenager, I was actually in a company with women um, over 30. So I was 16 and all the rest of the women were over 30. And that's actually where I fell the most in love with contemporary dance. because There was this amazing woman... I think her name is Sophie and she was over 40 and I don't believe that she had any really super formal dance training, but she was what I would consider like a true contemporary dancer in the way she brought um, all of her presence of 40 plus years to anything that she was doing. So I got to see that at a young age, I think has impacted why I'm so excited to dance with like a large range of ages. That's true. And then you, um, You've taught before this workshop, haven't you? Um, I've only done two. I haven't really taught. Uh, so that's <laughs> another thing that's okay. new. Um, no, I've never really taught dance. I always felt like I wasn't um, – I'd always be like, I don't teach dance. I just like to dance. So I don't even know that I'm really like teaching in the workshops now. Uh, I've done workshops for uh, different studios, but not to the extent that – I just never thought that I would be an instructor, instructor. So I like to say I'm a facilitator of movement and yeah, keep it at that. I've been asked if I ever want to teach classes. I don't have the capacity to be at studios that often. So I don't think that would be a thing. But yeah, I always struggled with teaching because I like to just move. I think having to put construct, like to construct something around dance ideas for me was not something I was very good at. I'm always in awe of the people that I have teaching the dance classes because I'm like how did you structure your dances so that you can like teach them (laughs) not I'm not there not there Mm. yeah I mean like I'm sure did you ever choreograph stuff in your bedroom oh yeah I like um I've done them for projects before like in school like we had to a friend and I um it was like a gym credit we had to come up with a project so we did a whole choreographed dance and stuff and I like I've been in talent shows before and they're just flashing through my head and like this horrifying Uh we dance to like joe budden in the middle of a gymnasium full of students and i'm just like i'm getting war flashbacks Ah! right now like it just yeah no i and see like i i've been in school i and i never wanted to be the choreographer never 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 i don't know why i have no idea why i just wanted to dance i just have such an aversion to choreography my life strange i wonder if it's maybe you have trouble not like not just putting constraints around yourself but choreography kind of means you have to put constraints around other people and how they handle the movement of whatever Mm -hmm. you're doing or trying to teach Mm -hmm. them i think too i haven't always had confidence in what my vision would be if i was to choreograph something 
that's been something that I've like been learning, I think, in the last year or so to have like confidence in my ideas around dance, which is funny because you think that I would have having danced for so long, but I don't (laughs) necessarily, but I'm learning. Yeah. Listen, one of the things that I've realized this year in general, this year, the 20 days or so that we're into 2019, I mean, in general lately is uh, it doesn't, the brain does not operate on Mm. logic. It doesn't matter how much you should be doing. I'm reading a book right now. Uh, if you remember from the book episode, uh, I'm still reading that Brene Brown book about should, shoulda, mm. coulda, woulda, the shame about what you should be versus what you are. So I think like, yeah, I mean, the brain, the brain doesn't operate that no. way, people. We should all just, you know, do the worm more and be happy. Doing the worm more. See, that's something I cannot do. <laughs> I do not know how to do the worm. It's, I can't It's either. a whole lot of... Um, parts of my body that I don't know that would work together to succeed. And (laughs) (laughs) do you like, do you still, do you consume a lot of dance media? Cause I know I definitely do. I mean, the K-pop thing makes it worse, but I definitely still like, I know like the studios, I don't like, of course the famous ones, like the one that has the red wall on YouTube. I feel like every dancer knows that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely I don't know that I I sometimes get into like the uh, the Instagram like rabbit hole of dance clips. Um, I've recently been really obsessed with Easton Blake. Um, I hope I think I'm getting his, I think I'm getting his name okay. right. Um, I I don't know how old he is. Oh, excuse me. Easton Blake Payne. Um, I'm not 100% sure about how old he is. Uh, he's not that old, though. I know that for sure. Um, he is like, I don't even know how to use the words. He's uh. His his dance style is in, iconic. It's, so, it's different than anything that I've seen lately. Um, it's like very staccato and very um, like... I don't even know, like lines and, you know, uh, sharp and just really interesting musicality. And I'm, I was sitting in the lineup for the car wash one night and I found him on Instagram and I think that he's just phenomenal. So I'm super inspired by him right now. Um, FYI, uh, what's his name? Heffington. Um, Ryan Heffington follows him on Instagram, so you know that's legit. Ryan Heffington is um, one of the, the the choreographer for Sia and all of the amazing videos that have shown up um, with that Maddie Ziegler girl. Uh, so Heffington follows him, and that's pretty big deal. Okay. Yeah. According to Google, in 2017, he was 21, so he's at the most. 23 so he's probably 22 so i think that's pretty crazy that's it's like that's yeah that's so bonkers like he's just yeah he's he's phenomenal so that's my current uh obsession i do watch the red ball studio but mainly just because i (laughs) there's it it was those days of me dancing like that were long gone and i'm just in awe of the young people who do those hip-hop dances it's pretty wild yeah i really like that one because they do all of the hip-hop dances and they've had some of the k-pop uh huh, you were wondering how yeah found it closing the always they uh have danced to some k-pop songs but they also have had um some of the famous k-pop kid dancers come to that studio and do some routines with them which Very i thought cool. was cool there's also um one choreographer that I actually follow on Instagram, she's from New Zealand. Her name is Paris Goble, mm-hmm. I think is how you pronounce her last name. Um, 
she is amazing and she's done like have you seen did you see the level up challenge that happened last year it was oh, uh, that, that that song that sierra song yes so she yeah, okay. choreographed and directed that whole video so that she was like responsible oh. for the level up challenge and like she is known she I, she started her own dance company i'm pretty sure and i think it's called the royal family very cool um so they are like because I, the type of dance that I love and still pay attention to a lot is like the world of dance kind of deal mm-hmm. like that. Like, uh, I love the dance shows, but I always used to love like America's Best Dance Crew over, what is the really popular dance show? So you think you can dance? That okay. one. I never really watched mm-hmm. that one. My sister did. But yeah, I love America's Best Dance Crew because I always like the hip hop stuff and like, you know, you kind of keep track of who's there and then you got like late twins and mm-hmm. stuff. So... Yeah, she and the royal family do a lot. I think they're like reigning world mm. dance champions, mm-hmm. world champions. So she has a really distinct style of dance. Like it's very sexy, but it's also like she just thinks like her transitions are amazing. She just thinks of shit that like when you see it put all together, it's crazy. And I love that she has like the dance crew mm. seems like it's super inclusive. Like it's not just meant for um women like the dudes do the sexy stuff the women do the sexy stuff then they do stuff that's not sexy like i just she's cool that's very cool um fun fact level up um a friend of mine who i am also very lucky to dance with cody was just asked this is a shout out to him because i'm super super proud of him i don't know and i don't know i don't know cody that well but i don't know that he comes from like a huge dance background i feel like he just got into dance just last couple of years so mm-hmm. shout out to cody um Ooh. and he was recently asked by scott fordham to be in the choreo ball in toronto and if you just like google scott fordham and you check out his latest uh offering to the choreo ball they killed it and it was to the song level up and um i just want to give a personal shout out to the girl with the like neon green nike sports bra because she was on fire but yeah um that level up song i don't think i was familiar with it when the challenge came on but now i'm it's crazy that you mentioned it Mm -hmm. today because that is a really amazing i love that song i'm just i'm actually watching the video right now it's so good okay you have to like everybody it is check out scott fordham on instagram also a really good choreographer different style than i'm used to but yeah yeah lots of dance references today no, I think that if anything is a parallel for like our friendship, I feel like our how we come into the same topic of dance. I always thought was just a really fun like we come at it from such different sides and also like like it, I almost feel like it's the same way. Here we go. It's cheesy time. Are we ready? Uh we're like kind of walking parallel in it, which is the kind of how I feel like we're walking in life. <laughs> like <laughs> Like, there's not a lot of overlap, yeah. but we're still having a great time anyways. And we're like, yeah, this thing makes you super happy. And, like, I don't um, – I haven't uh, – I have maybe tried contemporary dance, like, twice. Mm. And it, to be honest, never resonated with me. But hip-hop always did. And then vice versa for you that it's not, like, what you enjoy doing or – No, I I don't. I know if that's don't. fair to say. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. I want to. I want to so bad because some of my <laughs> friends are just so amazing at it. Um, and I – I'm mainly thinking of my friend Paige, uh, who is an amazing hip hop dancer. She just like when I'm watching her do hip hop dancing is probably the same as like when people watch me do contemporary. It's just like you're living in um, like your home, like that's like your home of movement, and it's, you just feel like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. yeah, yeah. I I feel at home when I start seeing like really weird 
Dancing is fun, man. At the end of the day, it should be fun for everyone. I like that it can go through all these different emotions, but I feel like at its base level, it should be fun. It should be something you enjoy doing. Yes. Yes. And don't feel weird about it. Don't feel weird. I like or or feel weird. That's another thing, too, is like embrace the weird. Embrace the weird feeling that you're feeling when you're moving. Because sometimes it does feel weird. And you have to lean into it. Lean into I'm doing like weird stuff with my shoulders right now. I'm doing some contemporary movements with my shoulders as I'm saying that. Sometimes what that's the thing that people don't know is like during um recording podcasts, I will sometimes do a lot of <laughs> like moving around and doing things with my wrists. So yeah, always move, always moving, always moving. Dance is oh, everywhere. I'm- chair dancing man i'm a big proponent of chair dan- i always and i dance in the shower too which is really funny oh i sometimes will move around in the bathtub um i also uh at my old place my kitchen was like my go-to dance location because the floor was kind of slippery so i could do i could do lots of really, really cool like things oh. my, yeah with the floor yeah so man i can't i can't move i can't dance in the bath because to be honest most bathtubs like I don't fit <laughs> like I either either my feet are going to be in the water or my knees are going to be in the water but never both at the same time <laughs> so there's not know. a lot of room for wiggling I don't know why they won't just make bathtubs bigger that could be a topic we need to talk about why bathtubs oh my god yes are not who do we enough. talk to about this yes it's really it's really frustrating because like I'm not a I'm not a really tall person but even I struggle sometimes like being in bathtubs it's just it can be frustrating so yeah anyways bathtubs and dancing and oh yes that's a lot of me. I feel so weird talking about <laughs> ah god. I, it's like uh, my whole my mouth like my tongue feels fat because I just spent a lot of time talking about something and I, it, I'm getting used to talking more about stuff that I care about. But sometimes I'm always like, oh, I'm just so tired of hearing myself talk. But I do like talking about dance and I also just mainly, if anything, to get more people dancing or at least moving. It doesn't have to be dance. I think I like using the word movement a lot more recently because I think it's more accessible to folks. I think that's true too. That's a good point that like when we when you say movement, it doesn't necessarily have to be dance. No, it's just, yeah, it's just moving your body. I mean like, fuck, like what is it? Like dance to me seems like it would be more, sometimes it feels like finite. Like there's a beginning and an end and it's a piece and it's like a choreographed piece and you're dancing and you have to like follow some sort of um, prescribed movement but movement just is is just who you are it's how you're how you're living in the world yeah we're getting, oh, yeah, really, so that's we're getting really philosophical i'm just going around, and around I like it, in this philosophical space i mean like no i think this is a good point like i don't think about dance in terms of a piece at all because that's not how i interact with it right now right like i don't like i said i haven't been dancing in a studio and god maybe is it 15 years now? maybe that's Something what we like get that. a little bit less but so yeah i think like i was saying maybe that's what we get you to do in 2019 <laughs> get you, oh should get that be one of my goals to go back studio. to a class i think if we were to go to a hip-hop class together and you could see how bad i was at hip-hop it might make you feel okay you'd be like oh okay i'm like <laughs> we're good <laughs> the whole point it's, it's not supposed to be me comparing myself to you it's supposed to be something we no, can do together i always feel i always feel like though because sometimes people are really nervous to go to dance classes and i'm like because they're worried about whatever whether they'll be able to like feel okay in the class and i'm like i'll just go with you and you know if you're feeling weird i'm probably 
looking weird. So it just makes people, it just puts people at <laughs> That's ease. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, like I'm not going to lie. There's been times where, you know, I've gone, I've tried to go to a class and the instructor just rubs me the wrong way. Mm. And it's like, this is done before it starts because it doesn't matter how much fun I'm going to mm. have. Or like, if you don't like the routine, like it's, there's a personal aspect mm-hmm. to it that I think I, I forget about and I have forgotten about that for a long time. That is real. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, that can happen. Um, I've had friends who have gone to workshops and stuff and yeah, the instructor is a little bit, doesn't vibe with them and then it just kind of really, yeah, it can affect the whole thing for sure. Yeah, but yeah, maybe we think about that. Maybe we think about that for, we will keep you guys posted. Maybe 2019, we get Shanae out to hip hop class. Hey, add it to the list. <laughs> And if you've made it this fam. far, thank you for listening <laughs> to me talk about it. Stop being so self-deprecating. It's a fun, it's fun to listen to people talk about what makes them happy. Yes. Yes, it does make people happy to talk. <laughs> I will just like I can hear you fighting it back. No, I think, like, yeah, no. it's it's um I like talking about it in person with people. So if you ever see me and you want to ask more questions about dance, please do. Or hit me up on Instagram and ask me questions about dance. And if you are in my area, come to my dance workshops because I'd like to see you out there. Or if you see her in public, challenge her to a dance battle wherever you are immediately. (laughs) Throw down. And then... I actually hate dance battles so much. Why? Because there's, I don't like it. How can you compete with different styles of dance? It's like supposed, it's supposed to be collaborative. Okay, so I'm sure all my, all my, all my break dancer friends are probably like, oh my god. But yeah, I, I've been to a lot of dance. I've witnessed dance battles, and they are beautiful. But uh, no, I've never participated in one because I'm can't. I'm not very competitive with dance. Okay, so to that <laughs> point, so there's this movie on Netflix that I watched. It's called Battle, and it is a dance movie. Shocker. Mm. It's from Norway, which first of all, it took me a while to place the language when I was listening to it. Um, it's, a, it's a cool movie. It's about um, a girl who lives in a really rich area and then has to move to a lower income area and how she deals with it and kind of how her dance deals with it, which I thought was cool. Mm. And she falls in love with a boy. And of course, cause you know, it's like save the last dance, but Norwegian style, which I mean, mm-hmm. save the last dance, incredible movie. That's a masterpiece. But anyways, so she falls in love with this boy <laughs> and like, it's a great movie and it has a good story, but the ending I couldn't deal with and I don't want to spoil it, but there is a dance battle involved, but it does involve different styles like you were just talking about. Okay. And I kind of want you to watch it because I just like, I get your point and I'm thinking about this ending in my head and I kind of want you to watch it just to like okay. hear your reaction to the ending. Okay. I struggle with dance movies, so I will try. It's not terrible. Like I, she does do actually, which I thought was interesting. She does do contemporary dance or what I think is contemporary dance. I might be wrong. Um, But I think it's kind of cool the way that they put it into the story. Like it's, I'm like, this is not the masterpiece of dance movies. It's just like a fun little half hour, hour and a half entertaining Netflix movie. But if Mm. you have time, I'm going to ask you to watch it because I want to hear your reaction to the ending. I will. I will do my best. That's exciting. Yeah, so that's another fun fact. I, I don't have any, I don't think I have any favorite dance movies at all. 
at all. Um, except that, P- uh, was it Pina? Pina? Anyways, it was. It wasn't really a dance, like a normal dance movie, like Save the Last Dance or uh, Center, Stage. Oh, Center Stage. I love that Center was- Stage. Everybody loved. Everybody <laughs> loved Center Stage. Probably because I don't like ballet. That's probably. Why uh, I, I like love it. ballet. But- Still. Yeah, I think it took me a while to come back around to it, though, because I hated it for a long time mm-hmm. after I stopped doing it. Um, ah. But I do love ballet. Uh, I mean, the Jamiroquai dance piece at the end is a little much, but uh, <laughs> oh, I love that movie because I loved Sergei in it, even though he's like one of the background characters. Oh, but he's so good. And I love Save the Last Dance. So I do love dance movies, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> So hit me up on Instagram if you need some uh, dance movie recs because I got you covered. There you go. All right. Uh, okay. So we covered a lot. And we did. Now I want everybody to get up or whatever they were doing. I hope people were moving while they were listening to this episode. Because sometimes I'm moving around a lot while I listen to podcasts. So please move while you're listening. Oh, we should put a disclaimer at the beginning. Yes. Make sure you're like doing something while you listen to this. <laughs> yes. I would love that. That would make me so happy um okay so for those who haven't already joined us on instagram we're on instagram together like the podcast is on instagram fringe <laughs> <laughs> you said that made it sound like we had like a couple account you have on a couple account. which like i'm not opposed it's basically to. a couple account is it fringe is it fringe <laughs> fringe feather podcast yes uh let me just confirm <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm very prepared for this. Yeah, Fringe, Fringe Feather uh, is, Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so Fringe Feather Podcast on Instagram. We're also on iTunes, which is super exciting. And shout, yeah. out, shout out to Shanae for getting us on there. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Whatever platform is your flavor. Uh, yeah. So um, flavor? <laughs> tell me what's your flavor. <laughs> Uh, so follow us on Instagram and send us messages about what life. Craig David song is your favorite. What Craig David? Um, oh, um, what's the one on a Monday? Five days or whatever, seven days, whatever oh, yeah. that one song is. I like that one. Um, yeah. So hit us up. We also have an email address. It's F. I love that you had an answer to that like right away. <laughs> oh, heck yes. We should have. Okay. <laughs> We're writing it down that our next po- one of our podcasts have to be about um, like British singers because I had some phases <gasps> of British artists. Oh I my said. God. Me too. Let's talk about five. Five. Um, all that. Take that. There was like Take that. this one this. white chick rapper that i was into oh, for like um, half a second um, she had like a side what was that tail. what was that band what was that band what was that band Which oh band? god all saints all saints there was another one that's another british one that i liked sorry i'm now on that all i can think of is bewitched right oh now. but that was basically whatever <laughs> man okay european oh. european european we're gonna go into okay we'll have a discussion about that um what's our what's our email address fringefeatherpodcast at gmail.com okay. And then, Damn. if you want to follow us individually on Instagram, I'm at Jess Ireland Seven, and Janae. I'm Ginger Says Jump. Okay. And all of the links to our Instagrams and various contact uh, methods is in the description box on all of the platforms, so you can mm-hmm. link down there. And thanks again for listening. We like showing up for you guys, and it's a real pleasure. <laughs> we enjoy talking to you, and we can hear you screaming at us 
through the computer when uh, we don't know the answer to a question. And I know that we know that you know the answer and we can't hear you. (laughs) I feel like that must be the most infuriating thing because I know when I listen to other podcasts, they'll be like, what is? And I'll be like screaming it. And I'm like, it's Mario Lemieux. It's Mario Lemieux. And then 20 seconds later, they finally come up with it. I'm like, dear God, I just had a stroke. (laughs) Oh. So before we start going on more tangents, we're going we're gonna to call her a night yep. and much love and please take care of yourselves and don't be afraid to stretch your bodies. Just move it and groove it. And I don't know why come on ride the train just came into oh, my head. So goodness. on that okay. note, come on ride the train. Ride it. Okay, bye.